Hey guys, my name's Jose Naharo, and on today's episode, we are gonna take a look at some of the ratios I use on my other videos. So I've been having some questions from people asking what types of ratios I use and why I use these ratios. So we're gonna take a look at some of them today, and then I'll post another video later on in this week, finishing the rest of the ratios I use. So I'm just gonna start off with how to find them, how I use them, when I use them, and why I use them. So let's begin. ratio I use is this one itself is not a ratio it's a metric earnings per share um, this is mostly most widely used for all listed companies worldwide and you can definitely see that this moves the stock price up or down usually companies with higher earnings per share ratios are valued more compared to val companies that have less earnings per share ratio the ratio represents how much profit is generated per common share of stock so a quick way to um, calculate your earnings per share ratio is you do your net income, which you can find in your income sheet, minus preference dividends, again, you can find that in the income sheet, divided by the average number of common shares. So let's say we get an earnings per share of a dollar. That would mean that for every common share, there are one dollar of net profits for that share. So obviously, you would want to have a positive earnings per share ratio. So as a stockholder, you want earnings per shares to keep increasing. So for earnings to, per share to keep increasing um, can be done the following ways, right? If we, look, if we look at the equation, right, which is net income minus preference, dividends divided by average number of common shares. So the best way to increase your earnings per share is by um, increasing your net income. So how can you increase your net income? So your net income can increase in the following ways. First is you increase your revenue. So if you increase your revenue and you maintain the same profit margins, you'll be able to collect obviously a higher net income, which in, 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 in comparison will give you to higher earnings per share. So that's the easiest way. The next way is to reduce the cost of that revenue of, what you, of your expenses. So when you're doing that, you're increasing the amount of money you keep which increases the net income overall. So if you have, if you maintain the same, the same revenue, but somehow are able to keep more of that money from that revenue, maybe you, you decreased your expenses somewhere, or you make, or you understand the, the business better that you're able to cut costs elsewhere, you increase your net income, which in return increases your share. earnings per share. Another way is to reduce the average number of common shares. So this is why when companies buy back shares, right right now, especially right now, we can see all these companies buying back a huge average number of shares. Um, we can see in all, pretty much every stock I've taken a look at has a huge share buyback. And what is this? This is reducing the amount of number of common shares out there. And that's by doing that, you reduce the amount you're dividing by and therefore increasing earnings per share. So obviously, as a stockholder, you want to earnings per shares to keep increasing, but you got to, like I mentioned, there are multiple ways for this to increase. So you have to be, you have to understand why they're increasing. I'm the type of investor that likes to see earnings per share increase due to revenue increase, right? Because as revenue is increasing, that means this company still has so much more market to open, right? If revenue starts flattening out, that means this company's kind of hit a stalemate and it might, it's time for a slowdown. But if revenue keeps increasing, that means this company is still has plenty of room to go, and I like those growing companies. 
right? The second way, um, second way I've mentioned that it, it, it's meant to grow is if you start reducing cost of your expenses. So this is something I normally see done in once companies have started to flatline on revenue, they start to become more efficient in how in how they uh how they keep their money. They start understanding where they can call costs, where they can improve. And that's also another way, but usually these companies are slower growers. And that for me, for that reason, I again I prefer to see earnings per share increase due to a revenue increase opposed to like a gross profit increase. Obviously, if I see both earnings per share and gross profit margins increase, that's a win-win situation for me. The last way is by um, having companies buy back shares. That to me obviously is good for the shareholder, but I, um, I definitely would like to see that money being used elsewhere instead of buying back shares. So a company buying back shares will probably be the least of my favorite of the best ways to increase earnings per share because this to me means that the company has too much money and it does not know how to use this money. If a company knows how to continue to grow, it should be able to continue using this money to grow the revenue even more. But if they're buying back, earn, uh, if they're buying back shares, that to me means they're not sure how to use their money properly, so they have to use it elsewhere to, to make us stockholders happy. A good thing to note is a strong economy will normally lead to higher earnings per share and vice versa, a failing economy would lead to um, lower um, earnings per share. But that's not always the case, right? There's probably, um, in a strong economy, we definitely have certain companies that a majority of companies do lead in a strong economy. But I'm sure there have to be some companies that can also lead in weak economies. Like I'm pretty sure, like dollar, dollar store companies will probably do really, really well in, in a weak economy because almost everybody would be going to dollar stores opposed to a very expensive store would be doing really bad on a weak economy and vice versa on a strong economy you probably have less people go to dollar stores dollar general any place with 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 value that try to give you the cheap prices um you'll probably have more people go to higher higher name places even in cars, right, you probably have people buying higher priced cars compared to the lower range models. So another thing to take a look at is when, lo when looking at earnings per share is to understand that earnings per share results will almost be a key performance indicator for management. So if earning, let's say we the company has a new CEO. So a new CEO has just started this business, has just gone into this business. And ever since this new CEO took place, earnings per share has been increasing then in everybody's mind, this new CEO must really know what he's doing because earnings per share are increasing. So management knows that earnings per share reflect their attributes or reflect their performance value. So in return, you have to make sure that management and higher ups are not trying to manipulate their earnings per share to show that they are better than they really are. And we have seen that probably in numerous companies where companies try to manipulate their earnings per share just so they can show that they are a true leader or a better leader. And obviously, as a result, this ends up hurting shareholders in the long run. And finally, take a look at debt. Don't be fooled when increase in debt results in higher earnings per share. So, right, let's say you um, let's say we see a huge jump in earnings per share 
make sure to take a look at debt. Make sure that there's not a huge jump in debt as well. Because if there is, that's probably that they're just using that debt to increase the amount of products they're able to make or something, which at the end of the day, that's not, it's not really a bad thing, but it's not really a good thing either. So just keep in mind that higher debt can also lead to higher earnings per share because they're able to afford more by taking on a more a larger debt. So obviously if this debt is too large, it can be bad in the long term. So those, those are a few things that I'd like to take a look at when I'm looking at earnings per share. All right, the next one I'm gonna talk about is PE ratio. So PE ratio, again, this is the price earnings ratio. So price being the stock of the price and earnings being the amount, the, earning, the EPS we just talked about. So the PE ratio is also a very popular valuation measured for listed companies. And again, it is often used to measure how cheap or expensive a stock is in relation to other benchmarks. One thing to take a look at is PE ratios can be similar when comparing companies in the same industries, but they are different when comparing it to different sectors. So for example, if we look at all the car makers, all the car companies, all the car companies will most likely have similar PE ratios. But if we take a look at a car company compared to a tech company, a tech company will most likely have a higher P.E. ratio because people are willing to pay more for a tech stock than for a car company because they believe that there's more and more there's so much more room to grow in a in a tech company than in a car company. So what does the P.E. ratio tell you? It tells you how many years of earnings must take for the company to reach that stock price. So like I mentioned, right, price by, by earning ratio is the stock price divided by earnings per share. So this number means, for example, if we get a P.E. ratio of 7.4, that means that the stock price is 7.4 times higher than the earnings per shares ratio, or that it will take 7.4 years of earnings to match that stock price. So how do I use the P.E. ratio? So this is pretty simple again. So the P.E. ratio, I look at it in, few, in, in many ways. I first take a look at past P.E. ratios for the company. Usually, a company would maintain a similar average within every past years. So if a company has had a P.E. ratio of 25 every five, um, for the past five years, then that means if the company is sitting right now at like 19 P.E. ratio, that, that moment, it is currently cheaper than it normally is. But I don't use P.E. ratio by itself. First, I have to take a look at, at why did the P.E. ratio drop? Why did the price drop? Right. So how do you change the, the, the P.E. ratio? So right, there's only two ways for the P.E. ratio to change. Either the stock price changes or the earnings changes. If the price stock drops dramatically and earnings ratio stays the same, then that means that the stock, that the P.E. ratio will go down. So like I mentioned, right, I take a look at historical data. If I check that the P.E. ratio is lower than it normally is, I'll try to take a look at the information the company provides in its 10Q report or its earnings report and try to take a look at future earnings per share. Um, so let's say they estimated of their earnings for next year to be X amount. Now I take a look at the X amount and divide it by the current, well, I take a look at the current stock price and divide it by the future earnings ratio and that'll give me a look at how the actual price to earnings means so i take a look at past data i take a look at future data to see if in the future how is it going 
Um, I also take a look at how the business is doing overall, right? If they're telling me that um, next year this company is expected to do less revenue than it did this year, then obviously I understand why this company has dropped in PE ratio, why either the stock price has dropped or why the earn, um, or why, um, so yeah, why the stock drop price has dropped or why the price to earnings ratio has dropped. So that's why when you're taking a look at ratios, you don't just want to look at the now. First, you want to take a look at the past. Well, this is how I do it. I take a look at the past, and if I see a difference in the past compared to now, I take a look at what the expected revenue or the expected price to earn or the expected earnings per share is in the future. And look, you can take a look in any websites to get an estimated of what revenue is going to be in the next year and the next two years. And companies also give you their guidance for the next year most of the time. Obviously, these guidance tend to be on the safe side. So I try to look at, at analysis EPS because they, if you take a look at the charts, they're almost pretty on head on with EPS. So I tend to look at their earnings per share estimation. So again, by looking at the future, you will be able to determine how the PE ratio is for the upcoming years. And then you'll be able to determine what it was. So like I mentioned, some industries can affect, um, can have naturally higher earnings average PE ratios. Like I mentioned, you can have tech companies. Some tech companies are like in the 50, 60 PE ratios. So that means it would take 60 years for this company to give you back its money in earnings. But these companies are higher because people, the investors believe that they'll be able to grow their earnings per share at a faster rate than other companies. So like I mentioned, basing the future performance on a business on a, or a stock, depending on how cheap the PEA ratio says, doesn't say much, right? It's You're putting too much weight on this ratio. You can't just do it by the ratio alone. Like I mentioned, you have to take a look at the future information that you have from this, from this company. Did this company mention that they're going to be doing good next year? Or did they mention they're going to have a slower year next year? Um, have you taken a look at their competitors? What have their competitors been saying? So these are all things that you have to do when taking a look. There's no secret to one specific ratio. You have to go at an overall plan. But once you have everything, you can you can correlate it with, you can, you can put the pieces together. And like, okay, the PE ratio here is low, but they said that they are going to do better. So maybe right now is definitely a right time to buy. There's not, there's nothing right now telling me that this is a bad buy because PE ratio has dropped or has increased. Um, so like I said, it's always good to take a look at the whole picture. Take a look at future, future data, past data, and its competitors. The next ratio we're going to take a look at is the payout ratio. So the payout ratio displays the proportion of earnings that is paid out in dividends. It expresses dividends per share as a percentage of earnings per share. You can also use the payout ratio and use a retention, what's also used the retention ratio. So the retention ratio is one minus the payout ratio. And they're both quick reference on how management is using earnings. So let's just take a quick look at what the ratio means. So let's say we have a payout ratio of 25%. That means that the given earnings per share, 20%, 25% of that figure is being used to pay back the shareholders. The other 75% is being used to improve the company somewhere in growth. Normally, I like to see a company that has a low payout ratio. I don't, as an investor, I'm the type of investor, like I mentioned before, 
I don't care if I get paid back in dividends at the moment. I want the company to keep on growing. And by the company to keep on growing, that means I'm going to have higher shareholder in uh, a higher um, a higher stock price, a higher um, shareholder equity, with, which in return will pay out in the long run. So normally, I, I, there's not a specific value I like to take a look at, but I definitely like to see the payout ratio to be higher, um, to be in the low values. I, I prefer, like I said, I prefer the company to keep the money and to keep increasing revenue. So like I mentioned, payout ratio is dividends per share divided by earnings per share. So dividends per share, you can find that value in the income sheet, um, in the income statement. And earnings per share, again, you can, you can get that in the value. So if the payout ratio changes, it means two things. Either earnings per share has changed or dividends has changed. Um, and just remember, dividends can remain the, the same, but earnings per share can continue to rise. And if earnings per share continues to rise, but dividends maintains the same, then that means this company is using that money for further investments. So if you see earnings per share decrease, but the payout ratio decrease, that could still mean you're still getting the same amount of dividends, but now the company is just able to keep more money to do more stuff with it, to keep the growth of the company for further investments. Like I mentioned before, right, payout ratio for me, I really don't care. It could be a low value. I want the company to keep its earnings per share and continue to grow for me so I can have a bigger and better company in the future. So that's it, guys. The payout ratio was the last ratio I'm taking a look at today. So we take a look at three ratios today. Well, the first one was earnings per share. That's a metric, not a ratio itself. Then we took a look at the P.E. ratio, and then we take a look at the payout ratio. So as you see, all these had to do with earnings per share. They all had to do with something like that. And earnings per share is definitely a huge mover of the stock, and you can see why it is. And to me, like I mentioned, the P.E. ratio is definitely a great thing to look at, but it's not something you want to look at by itself. You want to look at future data, past data, and any other data you can reach. Like, Also, make sure, make sure, like I mentioned, take a look at its competitors to see how they're doing and why they're doing it. And try to understand what's the reason. Maybe some companies might have a higher P.E. ratio than another company, but remember, maybe one company might have a, a, a bigger a bigger guidance, a higher earnings per share guidance for future for future data compared to the other company that has a lower PE ratio. So these are things to keep in mind. And with the payout ratio, like I mentioned, I want a company to keep its money to keep growing the company for me. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Let me um, make sure to post on the comments if there's anything you want me to take a look at in specific. Right now, I'm only going to take a look at the ratios I take a look at when I do my, my, my fundamental analysis. So let me know if there's anything you want me to take a look at. Maybe you want to understand how the balance sheet or the income sheet or the, or the cash flow statement really work. I could probably get a video on that sometime in the future. So take care, guys. Make sure to like this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure to check out my content on YouTube. Just put Jose Naharo um, stocks, and I'm sure you will find me. Um, I'm pretty sure I have a link on uh, on the podcast itself. So take care, guys. Have a good night, and see you next time.